You know, it's funny. The minute we, we go on the air, it's going to be like we have nothing, nothing, no, no. dead right. air, nothing right, to so say. So don't forget that this is a little bit lower. So, yeah. Okay. Like it just Colson, I don't need a mic. Oh, boy. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Is there really rules, Josh? What the fuck is that? Comedy Store Studio rules. That's hysterical. Is there anything we need to know? Not a fucking thing. We got a disclaimer. We're good, Elaine. The rats, the mice, and the roaches all right, we're starting. Alan, you got it. Seriously, you're like an old woman. I love you dearly. Welcome to the world famous comedy store. Uh, comedy store podcast. We're starting without Rick. Sorry, he's running late. That baby's just giving him hell. That's what babies do. Yes. We have the great Elaine Boozler with us. Yay. And uh, she was being stalked by Alan Bursky. Say hello, Alan. Might In the as microphone, well. Alan. Not hello, down Alan. the street, I'm not Alan. Stalking Elaine. I am Elaine. You are Elaine? <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't know yes. you transitioned. I've always identified as a short, just aggressive man. So <laughs> that's it. Where how do, do I identify you, now? Wait, how do you guys know each other? Because, Alan, you've been on the podcast before. Elaine, you have not. But I'm thrilled to have you. I Thank you. It's, a, it's my we're... pleasure. Um, we just go back a thousand years to the, the early, early days. You know, I, Did you thou- start in New York together? Or? No, no. I, I, so I, well, I went as a kid to some open mic nights in New York when I was 15, 16. But I really started here. But I was already doing tonight shows when I went to New York and I met, I met Elaine. She was... She was, I was singing. <laughs> she was a singer. You were a singer. Wait, at the improv? Well, yeah, yeah you know. Because didn't like Bette Midler. Don't talk, Elaine. I'll answer all your Alan, you. shut your face. You know, I, I could have brought my husband for that. Okay. Yeah, I need Rick no, to keep him quiet. Actually, he remembers more than I do because I drink like an and elephant. he doesn't. He I know. Pa- Amazing. No, I just, you know, in 73, the improv, there wasn't even Catch Rising Star yet or any other. Really. In New York, you mean? Oh, yeah, in yeah. New York. So the and, imp- it was like Bette Midler would hang out there, right? Well, Is that- in the early, in the 60s when it opened, uh, actually Bud's wife had the idea for the club, not Bud. And it's because she was a, a Broadway chorus girl. And wow. she said, we need some place for like the chorus kids to hang out after the shows. And so Dustin Hoffman would come and play piano and Bette would sing. And it really was quite an awesome wow. thing. And it didn't really turn to comedy till early 70s. Um, that happened more. But it was the only club you know, with a, a roster of just comedian after comedian. It hadn't been done. It hadn't been Anywhere. seen. Well, that's, wow. that's not true. Well, downstairs at the upstairs. No, the microphone no. if you're going to negate. In, in 71, on Lancashire in the Valley, nobody remembers this except Kip Adon. You're going to say the horn? No. The Art Crown's Comedy Showcase. Wow. And it was... What's he, that? It was a, a, a... Tried to open like the comedy club, the first comedy club. And he didn't have a liquor license, and I got the job being the bartender because without was, a liquor license. Yeah, so what were you a mime? No, I, I was, you served sodas, sodas, juices, yes, soda, juice, and coffees, and that was the first. And he had just a lineup of comedians. And Mitzi said to me once, "I was the first one to just make a lineup of comedians." Uh-huh. I said, "No, Art Crown." She goes, "Are you? You don't know what you're talking about." But of course, Mitzi never knew what she was talking about. No, Mitzi knew what she was talking about. She just didn't like what you were saying. Well, that's a good one. 
<laughs> well, anyway, anyway that, that was the first okay. call lineup. But it was pretty so, rare. So but it was rare. Okay. So, yeah. And this is in New this York. This is in New York City in 72, and it was in Hell's Kitchen, 44th and 9th. And, wow. You know, you really could. I mean, it was nothing but hookers and crime, and it was, you know, yeah. the 70s in New York, Needle Park. It was a disaster. Nobody ever came. And it was just a couple of comedians, and there was no lineup or anything. You could do as long as you wanted. And Holy it, shit. Yeah. It was really incredible. And I. So I, no showcase or anything? Just kind of. Well, no, there was no definition for it. It was still the guys who Not were playing sure. Vegas and getting TV shows. You were either the biggest star in the world or no one. Robert Klein was there a lot. And every okay. comedian had a day job. Everyone who started that second golden age of comedy. Richard Lewis worked in advertising. Ed Bluestone who was a genius. His parents yeah. helped support him. Like Ed, baseball players in the 50s. Exactly. Like they, had they all had jobs. to do cigarette commercials yeah. <laughs> just on the off-season yeah. or sell cars. Yep. Because they didn't make money at all. So, wow. Yeah, I know. So, um, by the way, did you happen to see that great special the other night on Ted Williams? PBS? No, I oh, did my not. God. My, my first it. ex-fiance, uh, his uncle played for the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh. Ralph Branca. But Ralph so, Branca. Yeah, I sure. Have, I have that around ball. the world. I, that's right. Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh, I've got everyone. I did. I'm such a baseball freak. Oh, I've, I love that. My nephew plays for the Minnesota Twins. Get out. Yeah, that's he's great. in their farm system. Do you know? For years, I um, I. Uh, I'm going to the bathroom. Oh, thank God. <laughs> On the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, Alan, yeah. put that away. <laughs> <laughs> um, for years, I always uh, planned my touring when teams were home. And so I would do oh, I either throw that. in a pitch or sing the anthem and then do a couple of innings of play-by-play. And then, Who's your team? Well, you know, you can't root for the Dodgers because they left Brooklyn. You're out of the right. will. So I, you know, had to take the Mets, but I'm breaking up with them. I can't take anymore. That's hard. I'm oh Philly. God, I'm from is, Philly. Well, so Philly, but uh, look, they the come Mets. and go. You know, the <laughs> Mets are ridiculous. They don't come and go. They go. They just go. They just yeah. go. And the, it's the ownership. They have to kill themselves or sell the team. It's the worst. <laughs> I love you. They Even really, they're now. the worst. And literally, you know, the, the rebuilding. I'm I'm 100 years old. They've been rebuilding since I was born. This is bullshit. <laughs> you know, they're rebuilding. Yeah. It's How not. Alan, are you not a sports no, person? No, he's not a, he's not a baseball what? guy. Oh, God. But as I wish Rick was everywhere. here because he is. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, too bad. Well, well it's all right. We'll get back into it. We'll I got go. a good Mets story. Gary Blum, you would know who he was. He was stage manager of Dark Shadows. Oh. He paid The TV and, show? Yeah, it was yeah. a fun um, a vampire yeah. soap opera. It anyway, was very cool and ahead of its time. Yeah, My it was great. My best friend was the child star of it. Okay. I used to cut the, anyway, Gary Blum paid me, David Hennessy, and two other kids to pick up all the ticker tape from the astronauts. Uh, After the parade? Yeah, because they were going to pick up, use that ticker tape to put it, dump it on the Mets if they win the pennant. <laughs> And that, wait, it was 1969. That's how cheap <laughs> those <laughs> bastards are. Yeah. Used ticker tape. No, wait, it was What's the, the matter? They couldn't get toilet paper? No, it was Neil Armstrong's ticker tape. Oh, so that's hysterical. The pennant, and I said, the Mets aren't going to win the pennant. It was quite a year. <laughs> yeah, it was an amazing year. Anyway, that's yeah. my only baseball story I have. Oh, that's amazing. The Mets are so bad, they're putting the G back on amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They don't deserve to be amazing anymore. No, I'm so not fed amazing. up. You know, I really said, and someone said to me, you can't change teams. A fan is a fan. And I said, that's not true. If the owners had any respect for the fans, if the Wilpons, actually we call them the coupons, if okay. the coupons had any respect for the fans, you know, then I they would stick with them. Yeah. They have no respect for the fans. And I think if one guy treated you like this, if a guy said to you, I know I promised you everything and I meant to, but I, I'm going to try again. And I go, this is the 20th year. 
you go, haven't yeah. supported me. I'm, you know, it's why is it okay if nine men do this to right. you? So I'm done. I, I love it. Look at her, nine my, men. My yeah. Was a New York Giants fan, and he stayed a San Francisco Giants. Fan. I so I actually watch San Francisco Giants now. I love Hunter Pence Giant, and Buster. Oh, that's my and, mom's favorite. Yeah, Hunter it's a great Pence. team. That's her boyfriend. Yeah, we call him Hustle Pants. Oh, <laughs> my mom calls him Legs. Oh, nice. <laughs> I saw the New York Mets play the New York Giants at the Polo Grounds. Willie Mays and Willie McCovey. God, what was that? Fifty? No, no. It was sixty-three. <laughs> first of all, the Mets Alan, left. Are you an ageist? What happened? Did you no. get it? The Mets left New York in was it sixty? The, the Mets, the Giants. I mean, sorry, the Dodgers Giants. left. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. I saw the Mets Six. play. The oh, the Jets Mets played. Play. Okay. Giants. Got it. Sorry. And Let's get back to comedy. Oh, which comedy. Alan doesn't know about either. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> look how angry he gets. <laughs> He was just along for the ride, but it's of his course, show now. now I'm excited. So yeah. Go ahead. Look, he was fun. Fine. He was on with Scheidner last time, and we still. He was? Yeah, we have yeah, to have Scheidner back. Because he he would talk shut so up. much. Yeah. You don't let anyone talk, but I have to say, Scheidner's so awesome. So great. Yeah, he's I want to. such have a great back. writer. You know, he sold his act to uh, someone. Like for I don't, real? don't say who. Okay. Because I don't want to be insulting on the radio to someone David who's. David David Strassman. That's not true. That's who we sold it to. No. He sold, we wrote. Okay. okay, you be quiet. Right. So yes. he wanted to stay home and raise his kids, so he sold okay. his act to someone. I mean, that makes sense. The though. act was I understand. genius. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's hard to say. I mean, you can't really have a suit fitted to you and then give it to someone, and you know, without That's them. Really bizarre to me. Like if somebody said, "Here, sell your act," and yet uh, in the old days, all the comics had writers. It was different then, but so this weird. was such a personal act, Rich's act. That's and what I'm saying. He's so good that it's... and it fit him right perfectly. Yeah. So he sells the act. And I happened to see this comedian. It wasn't this ventriloquist. It was a comedian do the act. And I ran into Rich a week later. I said, hey, I just saw someone beating the hell out of your kids last week. (laughs) I said, man, I felt I was going to go in and say, stop it. Stop it. Those aren't your kids. It's like I watched them beat the hell out of your kids last week. It was terrible. Yeah, he's got a new act. I know. Yeah, that too, three acts. So when Rich was going to be a writer, he gives me all this material, and I'm doing it. And yes, then he his goes, book I'm is great. I'm taking it back because I'm going to ships, and I don't want you doing. You and I are doing the same ship, so you can't have it. Uh, I go, you can't take it back. And even did you he, pay for it? No, but he, well, then he can take it well, back. He can take it back. But even hey. if he didn't give it to me, it was mine anyway. In so the old days, Mitch Walters used to sell his tons oh, yeah. of material, yeah. and he went and on before you it. and did it. He'd so, always do it before you. You hilarious to everyone. Of course, yeah, he seems like. Like that type of guy. Bursky goes on a cruise and he comes home and he says, uh, oh my God, this is the worst cruise of my life. I am telling you nothing. No one could, they hated the juggler. They hate, they hate, you couldn't get them. I said, wait, my act didn't work? He went, no, you did terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do that? Would you? Oh, of use course other I did. Yeah. Are you kidding? Um, he was you dying. Do that, no, I'm. Okay. A, I'm a professional. I want to make sure. <laughs> this I know is Bursky. No rules apply yeah, to him. Yeah. So he. Some guys would go on, some of these comedians or magicians, and use some of our material. Magicians? Yeah. Well, you know, I, have a, I have lines that are so amazing that are like, I have a, a line that's actually on a wall in um, Copenhagen on a mall. That's one of their things when you walk by. I mean, my lines were so great. And literally, some guy took one of the jokes and Bursky screams out in the ship, I, t- I stole that from her. I'm the one who gets to steal it from her. I stole it first. I get to use so it. I would do these jokes before them. And one guy says, you know, you do my material. I said, really? Let's call her. Oh, you would call Elaine and be like, yeah. this is 
I said, hey, he gets it. to steal it first, then you. <laughs> so you didn't care that people Oh, I care steal- very much, I was but say, Bursky's Bursky. You know, that well, it's like him. It's like a, he did, gravity doesn't work on this guy. I understand. Nothing. <laughs> I can see it. The Robin Williams documentary. Yes. By the way, you were not great, Natalie. Alan wasn't in it, but not one mention of him being the biggest thief in the world. I know, I know, and he was like. I remember Pearl would go crazy. Uh, Steve Pearl would go crazy from stuff, but then he started paying him. Yeah, but but ninety-two. But even before Pearl, he was taken from other people. Well, correct. The story is. Robin Does Elaine have any stories? Oh. No. The, the real story is Robin <laughs> was living with Jack Marion in San Francisco. Okay. And and Robin wanted to try doing stand up comedy. And he said to Robin said to Jack, Can I try some of your material? And he says, Yeah. So Robin comes down to LA with all this material and everyone thinks it's great and it was Jack Marion. So okay, but you were on the special on Robin's what was it called? It was really great. It was by called the way. Inside yeah, Robin's. It was Mind called Here's a Depressing Show. God damn it! Right? <laughs> That's what it's funny because I'm watching it. And Here's I'm a like, depressing show so about a comedian. Sad. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I I love the woman who you made were it. Great. Thank so. you. I hope I looked okay. But no, you looked great. Okay, looked, thanks. And, I, and they put some great pictures from when you guys were young oh, and great. like first starting out. Or whatever. They were lovers. She said, um, "Yeah, but um, I love the the company who made it. I love the woman who made it. I think she did a yeah. great job. I just didn't watch it because I can't. It's hard for me. I to get watch. it, but I I think it's a great show, and people should watch it if they liked Robin. So when you but when you started stand up, you yeah. started in New York. You know, I went there to, as a waitress in this. Uh, Where are you from originally? Uh, Brooklyn. Oh, nice. Raised all by right. the Taliban. Left Brooklyn uh, at fourteen, and that was the end of that. And that's D- all I'm I sorry, say about Taliban? it. Taliban. Okay. Yes, raised by the Taliban. <laughs> I love definitely. That. So I went to uh, uh, be a, a waitress." at the improv but the waitresses had to sing in between the comics to oh, give Jesus. people a chance to talk you know so um so i was the worst waitress in the world the first night i finished i owed about you had to pay for your mistakes uh, as a waitress and they you, you know, know most places still do that do like, they still well also if they walk out you have to pay the bill that's right and it's I will, very I, rare i that will they... never forget my first night as a waitress this lovely young couple steaks red wine dessert couldn't have been nicer i go at the end of the night they're gone i went oh my god i just bought people you know dinner wine they're gonna get late and i'm not and i just bought dinner for, oh my god. i will always remember them i hope they got married and both died in a in a there you eaten go. by wolves but yeah because i became an indentured servant in that place i owed so much money after two nights of waitressing that but i was the worst waitress in the place so they said they made me the hostess danny aiello the actor oh wow had the job for three years before me and then he was just quitting and so they you know said don't carry anything just stand here and say two so that was it i just stood there but you know uh, i was there all the time bud came later and later and i started emceeing and in a year i was on television because i was on stage for hours every night yeah because there was no schedule it was winter it was snowing the guys didn't come there was nobody and bud wasn't there no one showed up to go on in a snowstorm so you would just get to go- i would go on and i had bits but audience would come out yes like, wow. they would but you know, it was never full. It was just, you know, kind of tourists in a bad neighborhood. They didn't quite know why they were there. Really, it wasn't They're like, like a we're thing. just here to see New York. And it's then- true. You know, Bud Friedman said the best thing that ever happened to the improv was catch a rising star opening because Rick Newman did so much publicity and sold the idea of comedy so well that the overflow and the awareness spread to the improv. And, you know, wow. he was forever grateful. So I was afraid he was going to go out of business. I have to get yet another job as a bad waitress. <laughs> my, my, sh- I was fired from every day of the week. We used to have Tuesdays, Fridays, Wednesdays in New York. I would have been fired 30 more times 
Oh you know, my if they had God, months, I would have been great. fired 12 more times. My quickest firing, I, I went to Tuesdays and they said, okay, you can just trail the waitress. And so I trailed, you know, and, and watched and they said, okay, you can take that table. So at the improv, all they had was red straws in, in glasses, the same yeah. glass. You know, in, in grown up places, the glasses fit the drink, but this was just a glass with red straws. So the guy, a guy orders brandy. I'm there for 10 seconds. I get the brandy. I stick a straw <laughs> in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh yeah, I, I, I stick a straw and I square my little shoulders back. I am a waitress, and as I walk by the guy standing in the middle of the room who oversees anything with his hands behind his back, he takes the straw, flips it over his shoulder, and says, "Out." <laughs> I said, "That was a record." <laughs> it was like twelve <laughs> seconds. I had this. That job. was amazing. It was. Yeah, I was wow. the worst. Yeah, well, I so. remember you were here. Well, I didn't. So wasn't were, a, did you I wasn't want to be a singer? singer? No, I didn't. I did just, you want to be a comic? No, I mean, who? You didn't know what you wanted. Well, I just wanted to earn a living so I could pay for I would have lived in a one square, one foot square apartment just to have freedom and safety. Do you know what Got I mean? It, I, Brooklyn I was so bad or New York was? Which because one? the Manhattan. Taliban was so bad. Oh, the that's Taliban. All. No, Brooklyn go. and New York were fantastic. I mean, yeah. the, the best thing you could hope for, the best place to be ever. The Boozlers. Oh. Oh. That's what she calls them. I call them the scene of the crime, I actually. I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. the worst so like, of the worst. Oh, I was confused. I was Me too. I'm yeah. like, oh, at first so I was like, bad. wait, am I missing something? Oh, I'm sorry. You should ask. You're the but host. I, you know what? Yeah, but I was just so into oh, I'm the sorry. other thing. You were no. so into the fact that I got a chance to say <laughs> something. Yes, that. that <laughs> and I didn't want to fuck it up because, Oh, you, know. you can anytime. <laughs> I'm so used to it. But I'm, wait, so, okay, so you, yeah, your parents, so, were, are you an only child? Uh, I don't even go back there. It's who cares. So, you know what I mean? That ain't it. So I that ain't where right. I live. It was a long time ago. Oh, it's done. She, she worked reviews as a singer in Puerto Caribbean. Wow. You know, my first, career, I did yeah. actually, and singer, how old dancer. were you doing that? 18, 17. Wow. I have some great pictures. The Lokayan Beach Hotel, Jump for Joy. But I had the alto part, so I can only sing the alto part of like all the songs everyone sings. <laughs> you know, here comes the do-do-do, here you know, people go, dude, it's been a lot. They're singing the, the Beatles songs, you know, here comes the sun. And yeah. I can only go here, sun, <laughs> doo doo, here, sun, doo doo. You made Fawcett. it work. Yeah. She got all the Farrah Fawcett hair and the tan. And, and the, I have to tell you the greatest. Glass. Yeah, I was, yes. I was adorable. But the you cute. I was adorable. You still are. I'm, uh, you know, no. no, no, no. I'm going to tell the story. I'm oh, with oh my god, oh my god, this story's hilarious. I'm working with Elaine. It better be good. It is actually. I'm, I'm working with Elaine. 90 something. 91. Okay. I'm the opening act, the agent, the road manager. He's right? everything. And we're selling out. We're she's, selling out. We're she's doing making, great. you know. Where is this? All, all these, over the country. All the oh, wow. I'm taking the door. Okay. Count. Anyway. So one afternoon in Daytona, I'm walking along the beach. Well, you do have to preface it by saying that he lived in strip clubs. Every city, I'd go to the hotel, he'd go to a strip club. It was 8 o'clock in the morning. I'd say they're stripping with rollers in their hair. I don't care. So so it was always strip clubs, and he picked up everyone he could and always gave them the tickets away. And I'm losing, like, uh, 6000 a night to anyway, pimp for him. Okay, go ahead. She was, we were, she was making a fortune. I was making a lot of money. Okay. I'm walking along Daytona, the beach. And there I see this woman, this girl, but she's got a, like a towel or hat over her face, but there's this great goddamn body in a bikini. And I walk over, 
And I'm walking over and I'm walking up and I've got my tongue stuck in and I'm still much thinner and I still had all of my hair. And I walk over and I go, hey, hi. Hey, how'd you like to come see a comedy show, show and tonight? She up the hat. She goes, I am the show. I went, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am so you? tired of pimping for it you. you. It was oh me. It was Asshole tries to pick up his boss on the beach with so, her. What's wrong with he's, you? He's, he's, just, he's, he's a, a sick man. She with his great body. And literally <laughs> three blocks away, I see this, the breasts, the legs, the flat stomach. And the hair coming over. Every and I night I came out on stage. you thought you had a shot? He thought he had a shot. Oh, he always had a shot. He was oh hilarious. God, great shots. I have I mean, to tell you, every night I came out on stage, the first two rows were were strippers. Well, what, every what, single night, the first what, two rows what, were strippers. That's and, amazing. And I knew they didn't it, pay to get in. And it's because of him. Yeah. One yeah. club owner said to her, I wonder what Bursky does during the day. He goes, he's fucking your waitresses. <laughs> He used to hit on me when I worked here. Oh, me God. and my friend Lauren, and remember? He's the only torch- two I never scored with. That's true. There's a reason. I don't, I don't There's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you knew me. We slept with every comic. I don't know. You just weren't on the list, bro. <laughs> oh, well. No, I'm kidding. No, you really liked Lauren, not me. I was too big, I think. You were too tall. Yeah, I'm too big. Too tall. Like, I always, You're like... gorgeous. But I tower over people. Well, that's so, great. I'd kill for that. Lauren was, like, Lauren was cute, petite. No. Real, tall like, is so uh, awesome. New Yorker. I'm jealous. She's beautiful. Lauren looks great. Tall is great. Anyway. Um, she got fat and ugly though. Lauren Pelt? Absolutely not. No, she looks phenomenal. She looks phenomenal. She's married and doing great. Uh, anyways, but yeah, so we didn't sleep with them, and obviously you didn't either. No, that's how we so can be So you two were friends. on the road. How, when did you get to the to L.A. to the comedy store? Well, like I said, I was on TV in a year. Because what was TV like? Uh, well, nobody was, you know, nobody would come in the winter to go, what? What was TV? It was a big box? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, two dials on. well, it's you very think funny. that's funny? I'm kidding. No, I meant, like, Carson? That wasn't started yet. No, no, yet. no, that, they wouldn't use a woman in those days. It Whoa. was beyond. Yeah. Is it true that Johnny didn't, like, oh, he was female the, comics? He, he was, was evil. The, the meanest, most miserable human being who ever lived. He, he was not, I mean, I did several of them. He was not a nice I did man. the show, but it was, it took, you can't even, well, that story would take. Right? What? Yeah, of course was he was alcohol? an alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. He hated himself. Um, my book's going to come out next year. It's called <gasps> Big Fun. And yes. you'll, uh, <laughs> then you'll know everything about everybody. Yeah. Oh, good. It's really you, a you good book. You couldn't approach Carson. When, when he came downstairs, it was a, a circumference of like 20 feet circle. Unless you were a star or Johnny came over, you couldn't go near him. And that included his wife and kids. Um, oh, but- <laughs> I said hello to him at the Magic Castle. Okay. He had him arrested. And he the said next day, Craig Tennis called me and said, "Did you approach Johnny? Can you believe that? It's hilarious. Wow. Did you approach him? But no one wrote but about he knew it because who you were that he told somebody, "Hey, that fucking Bursky came up." He didn't know the rules don't apply to Bursky, but the truth is that no one can write books <laughs> that about him. That should be him. the name of his book. The rules don't apply to Bursky. He's in every book ever written. <laughs> That's it's amazing. True. It's true. But truly, no one wrote the books because he was the most powerful man in show business. He right. could make so or break was... you, get you elected, get you fired. No one wrote the books. And even after he died, P- Craig Tennis, who was a booker, wrote a, the most glowing, wonderful book on earth while Johnny was alive. And Johnny tried to quash it, have him killed and sued 
because he was wow. so angry that anyone would say anything about him, which is unbelievable, and it was all good. So uh, even when he died now, nobody, everyone's been so afraid to write about it, but a few You're were coming kidding. out. No. no a few were coming out, and mine's going to, you know, just tell the, you know, what we went through. That's I like it. That's all. It was this. not good. Guys, Rick Ingram is Yay! here. Yay! Hey, Rick, sorry. I was telling them. You know, it's a dream come true. It's a dream come true. That's about Johnny Carson and him not being a nice person. Yeah. Alan, you have to listen. Rick didn't know you were going to be here, so yeah. he's not going to be happy about this. But he's you're here now, so this is him. You don't start. I swear. Who ripped you to shreds? Oh, you're that the guy. son of a bitch. Well, they're best friends, and I was. Is like, that true? Oh, he's gonna be pissed. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! <laughs> I call Alan Bursky the tale of two cities. It's the best of times. It's the worst of times. <laughs> I can't wait for the best of times. <laughs> to Alan Bursky is definitely the snake who's gonna take you across the river on his back and mm-hmm. then bite you, and you both die because he can't help it. Pardon <laughs> me for misrepresenting your ethnicity. <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! He uh, has a daughter. Listen, I'm about ready. Oh, look at the jealousy. I'm about ready to just go home and wake my baby up so I don't have to listen to Bursky for one fucking second. <laughs> I'll go home and wake your baby up. Listen, Aww. better yet, let's tell that story again about how you murdered Freddie Prince. Whoa, 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 hey. whoa, whoa. We're not going okay. backwards. Now, now. That's... now <laughs> podcast is over with Elaine. Now it's Bursky and Rick. No yep. way. We're not doing that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he got so mad last time he I talked to Bursky. Well, that's a pretty awful thing to say. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that was the goal, really. Yeah, Just but that's like get so him. not. But no, cool. he told the story. He told the real story. I, no, Alan so cleared him that fucking gun when I it was his You gun. cleared the story. <laughs> he did. He cleared it up and Shire uh, helped, and no, it was the great. Will be the murder of Rick. Get Bursky. in the thing, Bursky. Bursky. People can't even hear you threaten me if you sit four feet away from the microphone. All right here, I'm threatening you now. Thank at, you. Uh, at at Sammy. I'm Sammy's. coming back tonight with my. Bump stock automatic AR-15. Perfect. That's a good one. Oh, That's no, not bad. Well, what about? Take me out. I don't want to stay. I won't be here. Oh, okay. Like, He'll be I'm gone. Done. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just can't believe you said that. Although he did the... kill Robin. Right. Okay, <laughs> let's just. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, let's go back to Carson because I didn't realize. Oh, he was horrible. He Real slept with all the bitch. singers. You couldn't that. be on the show unless you had sex with him. Really? Everybody knew that. Guys too. Oh, you're gonna get sued. Don't say people's names. It doesn't matter. Nobody can hear him. He's not yeah. in the okay, microphone. Okay, good. Yeah. Donna Theodore is not <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Wait a minute. So what, even the guys? I don't think the guys, but he didn't like fat people. He didn't like black people. It was very hard to get on that show. Wow. And he certainly hated female. Com- he just, oh. you know, people say, well, Joan Rivers. And you say, yes, yeah, she represented he's... everything he believed a woman to be. And look, give her credit. I mean, I think she was one of the funniest Hilarious. humans on earth and, and had a hard life, you know, being out there when nobody wanted us. Yeah. But I am telling you, she represented exactly what he thought a woman would be. Get the jewelry. Get the money. Sex is horrible. He went, yep, that's women. So, wow. you know, it didn't threaten anything i threatened everything yeah. i didn't want to see anything change these are the old men who tried to you know keep progress from coming and that was what i was up against Alan king claimed that he was anti-semitic that he was always very jealous that he was never what that johnny was yeah, or that alan that, was oh okay no, alan king said he was never as funny as hackett uh, as as rickles as alan king as um uh shecky green that these were great 
nightclub, the great stand-up comics. And Johnny was, you know, a little more than a broadcaster. Than uh, not only that, but if you are a student at all, I mean, Jonathan Winters, Carson took every character from Jonathan Winters and oh. Blabby and every single character was Winters created and Johnny did a bad watered-down version of it. Well, so, well, oh. you know. did the Steve Allen show, you know, Karnak was the answer man. Karnak the go. Magnificent. It's hard. It's hard for me to believe that that someone from Nebraska would not see people in a loving way. <laughs> Is that where Carson was from? Yeah, I think I he's. I, I think he's from somewhere in Nebraska. Yeah. I don't know much about him. So what was the TV show that you got on early on? Oh, you um, got on very early. We were just saying how because comedy wasn't a thing in 73, no, you know, there was just this one little club in Hell's Kitchen and nobody came. Um, so when the comics, if it was a snowstorm or cold in the winter, nobody came because there wasn't a lineup. There were so few comics. Right. So I was the hostess. And so I had to go on and just keep talking. And I remember one night picking up a wine bottle from a front table and doing a drunk Statue of Liberty and that was the oh torch. Oh, my God. How long I ago? I forgot that bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my right. God. I mean, oh I just... just Wait, that's tell great. Me I got to do that bit. Oh, oh yeah, that's Why, you have a cruise coming up? <laughs> he would steal her stuff and be like, I'm doing her stuff. Like, if he saw other people stealing it, he's like, dude, Wait, I'm stealing that. I can't remember. Were you the one who bought jokes that someone else just stole? I bought oh, was it Mitchell? Adam you bought stolen <laughs> property? Oh my God! Adam You're a fence. <laughs> That's right. You told us that. Material, right. But everybody material. <laughs> you bought I, stolen property. That's the best. Two years ago at the Laugh Factory, I did these two jokes, and someone told Greg Rogel, and Greg Rogel sent me a message. Did you just do my material? Oh, and I, I said, love Greg. He's such a good guy. I bought the material from Adam Leslie. <laughs> I'm never doing it on TV. I needed the time. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> you know, I admit it. He lived up to it. He, uh, he, he owned up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Alan's very honest, uh, I think. Mitchell Walters sold me this bit. He wanted the money so badly. $1,000 for the car routine. He actually, the first what time... What was the car routine? You know, you know, Toyota, take out your own trash, Akamoto, Jaguar, Jews and Germans argue retail. Oh, um, so they all... You know, oh. every car. So, he sends me... A He's doing crossword puzzles, puzzles now, the guy. <laughs> yeah. He sends me... He's an anagrams host. Contract, and he has it notarized by a notary. Mitch? Yeah. That's hilarious. So, so I send him to my... Now, Mitchell claims... I knew he would never stop doing it. Uh, that's fine. But Mitchell claims he only sold it to me to do one ships. But I saved the contract. Very specific. So I scanned the contract. I scanned the contract and I email it to him. He goes, oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell Walters was one of the early guys from here yep. when we all built this place before you guys were born. Oh, yeah. And Mitch was, you <laughs> well, know. I might have been, but Rick uh, certainly wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I was born in 81. Oh, um, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> the shirt? Uh, um, <laughs> damn. It looks better than me, yeah, too. From, so. from the hippie days. Um, but Mitch was like the just, in, you know, just degenerate gambler, oh, yeah. you know, con man, lunatic. And he, he I had a car in the early days. He said, okay, you got to drive me to Brooklyn in New York. I said, all right, it's four o'clock in the morning. He said, I said, I don't have a lot of, no, I'll be fast. I'll be fast. Okay. Are we going to this industrial, like Bush terminal, South Brooklyn, where the <laughs> factories are? I went, where the fuck are we? Are you, we're going to get, no, no, keep it running. I said, keep it running. Well, I, I look around. Well, I don't see a bank. 
I guess he's not going to rob a bank. <laughs> I look around. He comes running out. Go, go, go. They're shooting at him. Oh, he's got like wow. a pile of cash. He robbed a poker game, and oh, he knew where it was, smart. and they're shooting at us, and he, go, go. And I, I, I mean... You were a getaway driver. I was the getaway driver. Wow. He was insane. Mitchell since I'm 13 back in New York. He was 15. And Mitchell did magic and I did magic. Mitchell knew David Copperfield. Last year, we're in Vegas. I'm working in the Laugh Factory. David's always at the MGM. And Mitchell's at Brad Garrett's club. And David's, it's an afternoon show Sunday. And David says, David Copperfield. Yeah, David Copperfield says, I'm saving tickets for you and Mitchell. Which, for David, you know, and I'm still his closest friend. Mitchell's playing at, at the sports betting the horses. <laughs> and I go, Mitchell, David's holding the show. I, 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 I can't wait. Next race. I said, Mitchell, <laughs> David, they're holding the show. It's sold out. And I, I go back to, to David. And I, I'm, t- I'm outside the, the theater, and I'm texting, Mitchell's not going to make it. I'm holding the show. Go get him. Oh, my God. We insisted Mitchell come. What? Because we knew nut. each other since kids. Uh. I go back to Mitchell. He had a cane because he had a, a knee operation yes. or something. He's swinging the cane at me. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you bad luck. I've lost three races because of you. Yeah, because of you. Yes. What about the rest of his life? So I go back to David. Now it's 4.15. The show's supposed to start at 4. I go run back. And from they don't where really Mitchell, hold in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, no. there's a schedule there. Mitchell is to Davis Theater. It's like a football field. I run back. Uh, he, he can't make it. You go get him. Or you're nev- I'm never talking to you again. Oh my God. Why did he care? I, he, I don't know. That's David. <laughs> you know, David, when I had a cancer operation, David, you know, I needed a plastic right. surgeon. Copperfield paid, you know, you know $7,000. You know, he just be. You know what he did? That's to me amazing. Yesterday? That's very nice. He yesterday he bought a jet. He bought like a seven twenty seven. So he's texting, texting me, texting, uh, FaceTiming me the jet. And I said, uh, knowing you, you're not giving away free soda and peanuts. <laughs> Son but of a he, bitch. So uh. Mitchell is screaming. <laughs> so did he go to the show or not? Yeah, this is going on too long. Four o'clock show. I'll never forget to look at my watch. Four thirty two. That doesn't happen in Vegas. That's no. amazing. And, and Mitchell, look what I Four watched. 22. Look what I watched. And he's screaming at me. Mitch is on a plane a couple of years ago, oh, and they what, have the... Was it 25? Yeah. Elaine, you're the best. Was it 20? It was a couple years ago. A couple of years ago. I feel the same way. Every time somebody says something, I'm like, what? That this was that? <gasps> this is... My life is going so fast, I actually felt like I was binge-watching A Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on again. It's Wednesday. Wow. I, I just saw it. Um, so the plane goes down and they go, okay, use the emergency slides to get out. Alan, let her tell the story. How much was gas when this was going on? <laughs> That's a call. What back. did I miss that is so important? Wait a minute. It didn't take off. It hit a truck on the runway. And Do you know how much gas was when this was happening? It was 25 years ago. He always comes up with a price. It was 1980 yeah. and gas was oh, this. Right. So the, the cabin starts to fill up with smoke. And, and whose plane is it? What, a regular uh, yeah, commercial? Delta something. So Mitchell, like that George Costanza thing. Inside Get out of my way. He throws everyone out of his way. Oh, my he literally God. stepped on little old ladies' he heads. He pops open the emergency door. Threw babies out the window. He pops open the emergency door. And jumps. And, and the chute didn't. The there slide was no slide. Yet, he jumped. 
and he broke his back. Yeah. He's a big guy. Yeah, like, he's a big guy. There's no slide. His karma was that he pushed every old lady out of his way <laughs> and jumped out and landed on his back. He got like three million and it no, was gone. No. How much did he get? He got he got list of specifics over here. He got three hundred thousand dollars. Did my husband send you? <laughs> he got three hundred thousand Curse him if he did. He couldn't do this to me tonight. He got, contradict yeah, no, me constantly all night. You know the story of what happened later. He got three hundred thousand dollars. If he waited four more years, he would have gotten two million. Why? Oh for the lawyers to, instead of settling. But he wanted yeah, but he had a hot tip on a yeah. horse. <laughs> he knew. They're, they're feeding bad he, biscuits to some of the horses. So. He got this yeah. money. It was gone in, go ahead, I won't say it because it'll be corrected. <laughs> Do you want me to shut him up? I'll shut him oh, up. Oh, I I'll can. Leave. I'll, leave I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave. Look at him. He got this money like August. He's making $1,000 bets. He made a deal with the bank. He could take as much money out of the ATM as he wants. And How do you get that deal? Well, you give them three hundred thousand dollars. It does oh, stop okay. at three hundred thousand okay, when you reach three hundred thousand. It doesn't mean they can take out fifty million dollars, you know, because they're like, oh, you. Yeah, it ends. He's taking out a thousand dollars at a time. No, this was like November. Now wait, by August. Now he's contradicting himself. He's so ornery. No, early, like late. No one gives a fuck. Yay. In November, he had the money. In August, he was flat broke. Not a piece of jewelry to show oh for my it. God. Not a car. Nothing. Great. People at home are weeping. They don't know this guy. <laughs> well, they, we've already talked oh about the Robin Williams. Where are you going? Well, I, I'm a, I'm a, it's her story. All right. And her box, her box, set, her box set is coming oh, out. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Wait, what's your box set? Wait, first Wall of all, we special, didn't even get... Go get something to eat. All Alan, her <laughs> Best hype man in the business. It's not all of them. It's only four of them. So wait, but, but you were talking about a TV show before Alan interrupted for yeah, the 50th it was time. Just, um, <laughs> but what, 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 so I had to keep going on like every a night Friday because Friday night, late night thing, or no, no, it was just that there was no schedule in those days because right. it was not even a thing yet, and so I was on constantly, hours and hours a night. And then the summer came, and uh, some they used to have replacement summer shows in those days. Like Dean Martin had a variety show, but in the summer it'd be the Gold Diggers, his backup right. pieces would have their own show. And they'd use comics or whatever. So they, they came. didn't do reruns. Right. Then, they had so. on like just oh, fun just put, summary. Yeah, yeah put it was on a seasonal nice. thing. Yeah. Exactly. So um, they came to the improv to see all the comics, and uh, Bud wouldn't put me on. I was, of course, at the door anyway. And he said, You've been doing this for seven months. You can't, you know, it's not good for you. And I said, Oh, come on, come on, come on. You know, you, it's God protects anything, idiots yeah. and fools who don't know anything, <laughs> you know. Oh, I want to go, you know, God, ugh, the worst. Anyway, um, they. They were done, and they said, do you have anyone else? And he said, oh, so he puts me on, and I get the show. So <gasps> I come out here, and uh, because oh, they- filmed in L.A. Yes, and because we filmed, I think it was Westwood already, so that's when that was. So because Mitzi saw me come out here as doing a TV show, I never had to go through that whole process of, oh. you know, I was just out here, I was on whenever I wanted, and that was it. So right. I went back and forth a few times, and then I was here. So I never went through all that stuff that everybody went through. Like showcase. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, she working you your run way. run the gauntlet. And R- right, because yeah. I already came out as someone doing TV. Established, so, yeah. yeah so. She usually didn't like that, because she liked to develop 
people. Yeah, but so, also, you know, it was very early days. Yes. And, yes. you know, there weren't many women. Starved and, for. Yeah, and, and I was good. And so why not have somebody? You I know, love that. That was a good thing. And there were some great women then. So it was pretty nice. So when you started, who were like the female comics or well, comics that in New your, York? Your group, I guess. Yeah, my group was, you know, that, which what I still call the second golden age of comedy. My group in New York was Andy Kaufman, Freddie Prince, uh, Richard Pryor used to drop in, but he was way ahead of us. Robert Klein was way ahead of us. David Brenner was way ahead of us. But the group was Richard Belzer, Ed Bluestone, Mike Preminger, um, Jimmy Walker, Gabe Kaplan. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was it was no women. good. And me. She was represented all women. <laughs> yes, all women. <laughs> but but um, I was at the door constantly, so I remember every act because I watched them for three years. But there was someone like Lynn Lipton was a great actress, and she would do a stand-up, and she was very adorable and funny. Yeah. But she wasn't going for that. So And then Emily Levine, who really was brilliant, um, and she became a very successful TV writer for decades. So, oh, yeah. You know. That's but usually... I was going for stand-up they were just having fun right yeah and so but the tv show they put you on was stand-up sure it was a stand-up spot and you're asking me what it is and yeah you know how many know. bottles of wine ago that was <laughs> oh my god how many joints ago that was how many gummy bears ago that was oh man fully loaded gummy bears yeah I like fully it. loaded gummy i you know what i think it was like a I don't even remember. I swear. I think it was a Monty Hall from Let's Make a Deal. Okay. And I think it was some summer oh, wow. show with stand-ups. But after that, I started hosting, you know, I mean, like two, three years in, um, uh, Friday Night Videos. and That's you know, the all one the I was thinking late of. Late Night Music Friday stuff Night Videos and, was a big one. Yeah, that was very cool. I mean, and Midnight Special and stuff like that. That was a lot of fun. And I remember as a kid seeing Helen Reddy host Midnight Special, probably eight months pregnant. Oh. And I and I'm this young kid at home, and I'm going. This is phenomenal. She's pregnant. She's talking. No, no makeup. <laughs> you know, she's talking. She has. You just hanging out. To, and I just that was so unbelievable to me. Yeah. And then after my first tonight show, when in those days your life changed instantly. Right. Who you know, Helen Reddy went on, right on the road, stepped into the jet, handed a lobster on a plate, <sighs> went on the road, and it was <laughs> Helen wow. Reddy, and it was like what, what. That's amazing. She was the, she was yeah. the original Allie Wong, <laughs> performing comedy, <laughs> pregnant. pregnant. Do you know who Allie Wong is? Of course is? I oh, okay, do. I love Allie. Duh. I know. I, wow. Do you think I'm like, I just stay home and Some look at my Oscar? <laughs> yes, I would. That's all I would do. <laughs> I would if I had one. Wait, you have an Oscar? Of course not. Oh, <laughs> I was like, damn, what'd you get? The well, point? I realize you didn't do any research. I can say any fucking thing to you. <laughs> you can say, no. Who, uh, who, who oh, was uh, Lou, what's his name? He, he brought us. Lou Deck. Lou Deck brought us. Brought us all kinds of stuff. Information to question him about. We were like, we don't do anything organized. Oh, yeah. No, you gave Oh, no, really? Yeah. Well, I do want to hit on the, the box great. set, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, but what is this box set? But yeah, set? but I don't, I mean, I ju- you just come and talk. We don't have right. questions. And it, yeah. I know Why did history. he want you to guide him? 
him into. Yeah, I, I think he thought this so was like. Uh, he's such a sweet guy. Comics he's such Unleashed. A sweet guy. He just yeah, thought yeah, yeah. we'd just lead him into all of his bits or something. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't. Do, I can't do bits and make believe it, it's real. It awful? It's awful. You know what I hate the most in life is when comics are doing bits in conversation, like at dinner. But And they don't. Like, if I'm going to do something because it's apropos to the subject, I'll say, oh, I have something like that in my act. I say. Yeah. And then I say, here's the line yeah, see, from my act. I think that's acceptable. It is very yeah. acceptable because you're saying here it's from my act and it fits what we're saying but when someone goes well you know and I go oh don't you it's so bad want to hear my one of my favorite comedy stories that ever happened to me please okay it's one of my favorites so I came out here but I always kept a foot in New York and I I never smart yeah and like you know all of us no money you know you're just scrambling and so my New York friend had an extra room and so that would be where I'd go and I went back a lot because it was hard for me to just be out here and not know sure yeah so I'm back there uh, for a long stretch and I go to the Carnegie Deli every night my favorite I hate yeah. that it's closed yeah well me too yeah it was so awesome it's the best I know alright go ahead oh, anyway <laughs> so and I would gig in New York and you know play the village and Richard um, Richie Havens if you look at the old Woodstock movie had bought the Cafe Wa in the village Havens was like the doors and oh, he was wow. that huge and amazing and he bought the Cafe Wa I got to sit next to someone I watched at Woodstock like what I mean those are the things I was, you know, that That's, my whole life I couldn't believe where I ended up every night. So anyway, I'd go to the Carnegie every night after doing a bunch of gigs in New York, you know, free, of course. And I'd sit there and every night about 12, 1 o'clock, Henny Youngman would come in. And I, you know, I really am starstruck by the old comics and I really respect what they, you know, I love set up punchline. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I love when well, there's you admire a joke. It. Yeah. I like when people can laugh. I, you know, I, what's a 20 minute story that goes, no, you know, nowhere. I don't care. Yeah. So. Love it. Um, anyway, he'd come in every single night with like his coterie of older guys all in their suits. And I mean older. And there'd always be like about 10 guys in Henny. And they'd come right over and go, come join us. And I'd sit down and all the older guys would say, did you go on tonight? Oh, yeah. How was it? Oh, great. And Henny never talked to me, never said anything. And I thought either he doesn't know that I'm a comedian and they don't want to say anything. He's one of those guys who hates, you know, women comics, which everyone in the world did. Yeah. Or he's just not that guy, whatever. He's just doesn't want to pay attention to me and he doesn't want to know I'm in comedy so this goes on for like a lot of weeks and then finally one night they all come in again and there's this younger guy with them and you can see he's very nervous and trying really hard and we're all eating and he's doing what we just said we hate he keeps going into bits and going into bits and it's embarrassing yeah and everyone's kind of just like looking down and finally in the full Carnegie Diner, Henny Youngman stands up, throws his napkin down on the table. He says, hey, I do the jokes here. After me, she does the jokes here. (laughs) (laughs) So he noticed. Oh, it was my greatest moment in life. I just loved it so much. It was so beautiful. You're like, I get recognition. (laughs) And he called out the hack doing material at the table. It was great. There's a great Henny Youngman story. Um, I don't know if this is if you're no, if it's, please. Does it fit your show? I, yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have he was one of the greats of comedy in the old days. That is the guy who did take my wife, please. So of course. Henny Youngman had 25 minutes, and he held a. a That's v- it. That was it. He had wow. 25 minutes. No matter what you hired him for, he agreed to it, and he did that 25 minutes. It didn't matter what you wanted. <laughs> oh well, we have a, a, a private, and we need an hour. Oh yeah, and he did his 25 minutes, and <gasps> went home. Uh, we only need five minutes. He did his 25 minutes. You know, he he had his start at the beginning. 
beginning and end at the end. He couldn't, like, you know, interrupt yeah. at all. No deviation. No, no. And his manager was 115 years old, you know. <laughs> so his manager calls and he says, Honey, honey, I got your private kick at the, at the penthouse at the Waldorf Astoria tonight. And I'll walk you over and I'll wait in the lobby. And it's $3,000. You get your $3,000 up there. And then you'll come down and you'll give me my commission, my 10%, and then we'll go eat. So he said, Okay. <laughs> so he goes up. He does his 25 minutes in the, you know, the private suite up there in the Waldorf. He has his $3,000 in his pocket. The elevator happens to open on the mezzanine, and he sees a bar mitzvah going on. And he says, uh, first guy, he steps out, he grabs a guy walking back, goes, take me to the bar mitzvah boy's father. Oh, yes, Henny Youngman. And he walks up, and he says, you want me to entertain at your son's bar mitzvah? Right now, $300 cash. And the guy says, Holy okay. Shit. He stands there, he does his 25 minutes. People are enraptured. He gets down in the elevator, he shakes his 100-year-old manager on the shoulder. He goes, here's your 300 bucks, let's go eat. <laughs> oh, my God. So he didn't even go to the, pro- I love that. Oh, he did it all. He did it he all. Just he just did an extra. Pro- he got an extra. Yeah, on the so way that out. way he didn't okay. have to and cut him in. I was like, wow, he just he skipped amazing. the show. That no. was on the way do down. Yeah. yeah, was that great? Wow, that's genius. Such a funny story. He was. We used to host the um, uh, comedy awards in the main room. They did it for a little while. Mitzi always had the after party, and I was really new here. And when was that? I would say the early nineties. Is that right? I started in ninety three, so wow. it had to be somewhere around there. So I'm I'm relatively new. I'm not close with Mitzi yet, and uh, it's packed. It's all these. Uh, Old young comics, mm. every range. And yeah, guy, it's everybody. Everybody's circling around this one guy, oh. and um, they're like, uh, "Can you tell Mitzi Henry's here?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell Mitzi Henry's here because <laughs> you know I, I already knew. Don't bother Mitzi with right. fucking weirdo. <laughs> you know. So I just ignore it. Two seconds later, I see Mitzi like sprinting over to Henry because it was Henny Youngman. Oh, I didn't oh. know who the hell it was. <laughs> I was so young. I was like 21, 22. Sure, like, sure. If you, well, you were too young to have watched the Ed Sullivan show, and yeah. that's where all those guys made their bones, you I, know? But I knew his work. Does yeah. that make sense? I just of didn't course. know who the hell well, he was. Well, it was so much a Especially part of the lexicon. Henry. Yes, <laughs> as Henry. It's like Henry. I remember John Mulroney just shitting on me all night for fucking that up, and well, I was like, you I didn't know. know. You didn't know, and you were young, and you weren't there for Ed Sullivan or those early Tonight shows. No, but whatever. it was exciting that they would come in, uh, Milton Burr, them, yeah, they would come and- those were the old standard, you know, those great guys who did, I mean, that first. And she adored them. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did, you know. I have to say, um, I thought Brad Garrett mm-hmm. on. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm dying up here. I thought he, I mean, that was fucking Oscar worthy. Brilliant. I never he better saw, get nominated. He, if that is Emmy time, that yeah, he, he was, was phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. I agree. He blew me away. Well, and what you were saying with how Johnny hated female comics, I loved it. Hearing that, just thinking of uh, Rick Overton's character, where Goldie is pushing something, and he's like, Johnny doesn't like female comics. Well, Rick is so amazing. Isn't he he the best? I love him. He's so great. I was dying like, that's what I I always heard, too. Oh, God, please. Johnny wants a white guy or a famous black guy. We used to call him the blondes and blands. It would all the blonde guys with the same jokes over and over and over again. No wonder they loved Argus. (laughs) Blondes and blands. Well, Argus isn't bland. He's a good comic. No, Argus is great, but you're right. But it was that mold. You had to fit in that cookie cutter. You know, that's all. But there is a great... 
Do you know? Did you know Max Alexander at all? Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. Before he died. Okay, so um, he was just one of the greatest comics there ever was. He really was Aww. incredible. And he did the Tonight Show and uh, tons of stuff. Anyway, he. Um, <laughs> this is such a great story. This is in the seventies. So he has some job in New York, regular job with a briefcase, and he comes out here on vacation in the seventies. Never thought about comedy. Somehow, for some reason, he's on vacation in California. I don't know how it came to this. Although, if Bursky was here, he'd interrupt me and correct naturally. it naturally. Yeah. Um, Probably going to run down the steps. That's not how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my husband gave him notes. Make sure you tell her everything's wrong. Um, so. So Max comes out, and for some reason, he goes on an audition night without an act or anything, and he has a, a great set. So he comes off, and Mitzi says, anytime you come back to California, you can go on here. He go, flies back to New York, quits his job, oh. lets his apartment go, packs up a suitcase, says goodbye to everyone, checks into the Hyatt next door to the comedy store, yeah. puts his suit on, walks into the club, and there's Mitzi sitting with some of the bigger guys like, uh, you know, Harris Pete and uh, yeah. just some of the heavier weight, <laughs> right. you know, not in stature, but or, in actual in weight. size, yeah. And Max, Max was very large, too. So um, he came up and, he, and she said, can I help you? And he said, well, I was here and you told me that if I ever came back, I could go on. And she said, oh, well, OK, you can go on next. So he goes on and he has a really good set. Now he's given up his entire life. Yeah. He comes off. She walks up to him with the two comics flanking her and she leans into his face and says just what i need another fat jew comic (gasps) and max leans his face into her and he says cunt and the two comics just fell over backwards laughing no on the floor they almost died because they knew he slit his throat it was over yeah Yeah. it was over and no one had ever and they just went literally they fell backwards and he walked back to the hyatt and laid down in bed in his suit and cried nonstop for an hour because he knew it was over and suddenly the phone rings and he picks it up and he hears max yeah george wallace it's george wallace Oh, hi. He said, listen, I got y'all set up at the improv, but it's going to have you going every single night of your life. You don't even have to audition. I told Matt Great you are, but it's going to have you at the improv. You're the only one thing you have to do for me, buddy. Do not call Bud Friedman a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Good rule of thumb. Oh, my God. That's great. So he never worked here, obviously. I don't know if it went away or not. Because <laughs> sometimes with Mitzi, if things would happen and she would, I don't know if she would forget or she would just. Uh, just let it go life is long you know it is long and because a lot of things she remembered and i'd be like damn you remember that like but then things i'm like oh i hope she don't remember that this happened and then she might just let it go i don't know who knows i never got into the politics of anything were you close with her no no i admired her and and i was grateful for everything she you know did for me which was to give me all the stage time in the world that i needed and it was great and uh but you know i i did see the the familial politics of not the family which you know which were lovely guys but i just mean of all the comics around and i said just stay i never even went to the house i might be the only one who never went i said just stay out of it do your work you know be friendly do your work go home it was too much it was too much and i just i just wanted to do comedy were you were you uh one of the people who could perform at the different clubs out here yeah 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 Yeah. because you weren't in the clique yeah i just went everywhere you know you have to do what 
what you're... Yeah, because you did improv. Yeah. You did Well, the Laugh Factory came later, but... That was later, yeah. But, I, you know, I just always... Even with the specials, which are coming out in a box set, by the way. Yeah, we're um, gonna, They were a showtime, but I directed two movies for HBO, which I wrote, because they said, well, you can't. If your specials are... The, I said, look, nobody would buy me. I had to pay for my own show. I didn't have credit cards. I had a little bit of money in the bank. It was a joke. You didn't want me. They didn't want me. They finally bought it. You didn't buy it. I'm not cutting out any work that comes my way, and yeah. nobody gets me exclusively because you didn't want me. So I did my stand-ups, you know, five stand-up specials for Showtime. I wrote and directed two movies for Cinemax, and I just kept going everywhere. Smart. Because I wouldn't, you know, and that's literally why I can release a box set, because I own my shows. That's I mean, right. That's awesome. All comics, they don't own their shows. That's why it's all no. over YouTube and every place for free. You yeah. know, anyone who wants puts up the cuts. I own them because nobody wanted me. So I made them myself. And So um, you would back it? You would pay to have it filmed and everything? I mean, You know, the first special, I was just, oh, we have a musical accompaniment. Uh, this is fabulous. <laughs> I like it. It's like dinner theater. <laughs> well, anyway. It's the ghost. Muffled rock show going on. So the alleged um, egg crate stuff on the wall is just like... It's I, a facade. It's just ironic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so they don't hear us. Oh. <laughs> We don't want to bother them. I hope we're but. not bothering the band. <laughs> I certainly don't want to bother the... That's Jeff the, Scott uh, angrily playing the keys up there. Who's next? Get I on. I don't want to bother any heavy metal guys next door. <laughs> with first he could oh, with yeah. that voice. You I know, think. heavy metal uh, yeah, originated... <laughs> March, it was March 14th. But how much was gas? Oh, my God. But the first time we did it, he must have dropped six gas at that point references. Yeah. And it was like over... Well, 18 cents it was like up to The reason I brought Bursky, I, I just live by the Godfather. I'm keeping my enemies closer. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> no, I just, you know, the guy, I love the guy. He drives the me crazy. Yeah. I know he's, you know, hated and loved, hated and loved, but he's such a legend. He is such a fount of knowledge and information True. in every way. Yeah, he can be very annoying, but he can also be, you know, brilliant. So what yeah. are you going to do? I've never got anybody who didn't have bad with the good, you it's know? It's true. It's true. And when I would wait tables here and he would show up, like I said, he would hit on my friend Lauren more than me because yeah. I think I yeah. scared him. I was too big. <laughs> but uh, it, Lauren was just as mouthy as me and she'd get right in his face. And it was almost like entertainment for yeah. me that night. Like, yeah. Alan wasn't going on stage. I'd just watch him in the kitchen yeah. get shot down by little Lauren. <laughs> It was great. Oh, that year and a half on the road was beyond anything. You did a year and a half on the road with yeah. him. With him wow. opening for her. Yeah. And, and then he hit on her on the beach trying to get her to come to her show. <laughs> yeah, I was in a bikini, but I had a hat over my face. He was trying to give tickets away to me. <laughs> Every night I had strippers in the front. I went, oh, that's say twenty five fifty. That's another thousand dollars I'm out because of this guy. <laughs> 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 You're just counting numbers. Yes. That's great. So let me just tell you the box set. It's four specials. Yes. It's called Timeless. It's the first four specials and a brand new CD. There you go. Timeless. It comes out on August 31st from Comedy Dynamics. Oh, nice. oh great. Yeah. Comedy Dynamics. That's awesome. Yeah. So they bought your box set, if I, you will. They're releasing it. I still they're own releasing. everything. Okay, but good. they're the conduit to releasing it and the brand new CD. And I'll be on Fallon again in September. Oh, good. Uh, just, you know, and it's so cute because... The one thing, and I have to bring up the name, uh, Bill Cosby. I learned a lot from him, and he did me a lot of nice favors in the early days, helping me <laughs> get started, remember. and that I'm I remember. Kidding. And <laughs> you know, I you know what bothers me? Well, obviously that. But <laughs> what else? There's the rape thing. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, that, there's that. But you know how women always know. You always know. You know when you're. Yeah. 
I never felt it. I never, and I, I spent hours alone with him in his house in Santa Monica writing scripts. And he I, must have, ne- I mean, I he, never felt it. He had to be so good with that, though, because no. he had to make it as long as he did without. Well, that's what, yeah, Rick has always said that he's like the, gone the longest. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he he, he might be the most prolific sexual assaulter yeah. ever. Yeah, and then literally until like three years ago. I never even heard Nobody, anyone say anything. Although now that you know, now that people talk about it, a lot of I've met a lot of daughters of uh, Reno cocktail waitresses who said, "Well, our family knew." You know, yeah, we knew. Yeah, but I, I heard rumors a long time ago. Yeah, but it just well, Harvey Weinstein too, and that's just everyone knew, but they didn't say anything with Bill. I don't think people knew, but you know, I certainly, uh, you know, I yipes. But as a woman, you know, when you're sitting Sometimes next you to can someone, feel it, like, you always can feel. You yeah. always know when someone's sleazy. Or it just it knocks me out that I never got the you know I never knew. But, but he anyway. kept it always professional, and you yeah, guys. Wrote I think he saw me together? as a peer, and that we were right. you know that we were right. doing work together. But anyway, the the only point I was going to bring up, not to discuss his you know unfortunate end of his life here. It's just so yeah. tragic for everyone, yeah. everyone including him, and you know, and everyone, and the victims. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's horrible, but. What he always told me was, he said, you know, the reason I still had a stand-up career at, you know, 70, 75, all these guys, we all got into movies and TV. As soon as they got into movies and TV, they'd come right out on Johnny and sit down. They were done with, you know, showing stand-up. And then when the TV and the movies went away, they had nothing to go to. They didn't have stand-up. And they couldn't go to Vegas and make, you know, 100 grand a week. He said, no matter what they offered me, I said, I'm doing a couple of minutes first. And I came out and I did my stand-up and then I sat down. Yeah. So with Fallon, he said, "Well, you know, you don't have to do stand up." I said, "I'm doing stand up. I'm selling a box set. Not, you know, That's a, right. a lot of people didn't have cable in the '80s. They might not know me. Right. I mean, the, I want people to go. That was so funny. What? What? What's the box set? Yeah, you know, exactly. and, and let them see why they should buy it. Yeah. So I will always do give them a taste first. Yeah, you I have think. to. That's the well, crack dealer mentality. That's the what? The crack dealer mentality. Yeah, give them a, give a little free. Yeah, of course, it's the crack dealer. Bring them back. Yeah. Sprinkle well, a little on. It works for them. It's. Certainly does. <laughs> they certainly have a gun out of business. What they want. Yeah, yeah exactly. So what have we been here? Like three hours? Or <laughs> it, it feels that way, uh, but that's just the way. You we missed talk. my best joke, but I didn't do it on the air, so I can tell you. Yeah, nice. and I'm so happy just by accident that I happened to set my makeup mirror on the dungeon setting before I came over. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it. We keep I didn't it. Even know I had dungeon setting, but I noticed it tonight and I used it. This is uh, <laughs> this is actually probably the best the lighting has been in that's here. True. I feel it's like we're doing bright. like a There's really like a, cheap home. Homeland episode. Yeah, hey, there was a really creepy moment. strobe light when we first started doing podcasts. People were like, "What's up with the light?" We're like, I, I, "We're yeah. lucky there is well, a light." Well, it brings on migraines, so it's a good way to end every week. <laughs> it feels great, yeah. doesn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, I'm surprised the lights even work because sometimes he's right. We had the strobe; it would go in and out. It was on and off. Dice, I remember dice being like. Turn, let's turn the light off. Like, oh, oh yes! Turn the light off. See how creepy would that be? Yeah, oh, that's so yeah, funny. Yeah. That's such so a funny. podcasting in the dark yeah. in the basement of the comedy <laughs> no store. That sounds like a terrible plan. Comedy clubs with the Copacabana, you know? Yeah, Those yeah. Were yeah. nightclubs. Comedy yeah. clubs are not nightclubs. No, they're comedy clubs. When did you do Fallon last? Didn't you do it like a, a couple while years ago? ago? Yeah, but. That's I feel like that's when I met you because I'm like oh wow oh, we, yeah. we were on the Laugh Factory show together and I was like oh, oh this yes is awesome. that is when we met yeah yeah and yeah. then I w- stayed to watch you and then you're like oh I'm doing Fallon and I'm like oh that's, oh, that's amazing yeah that I'm was like, fun and then I just you know I, this well anyway 
But your Macy's one day, that's my favorite. Thank it you. drives me crazy. Oh. <laughs> it drives every me day crazy. they send me it. It's Macy's one day sale and I'm like, yeah, every every, every day. day. Yeah. Yeah. Every if you day. miss it, it's tomorrow. <laughs> it's different. It's, so it's tomorrow silly. if you miss Classic it. Classic Tuesday sale. Yeah. I, I literally, you know, they like went bankrupt last year and they were going to yes. close all the Macy's. And my joke that I tried to do is, well, Federated was going to buy Macy's, but they are waiting for the one day. You know, they didn't know how much to offer because it kept changing. It's just one day. Is it it's a billion? Our... No, it's it's down to 75% off a billion tomorrow. Okay, I'll get there before 10. It's amazing. So, yeah, it was very so funny. now do you still tour everywhere? I mean, I stopped stand up in March of this year after 46 years on March 3rd was my last day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just had enough, 46 years. And it's so funny, people's reaction. They feel like you're not allowed to stop standing. Yeah, if a you? dentist or a doctor or, you know, a jewel thief, I've had enough. Yeah. But what do you mean you stopped? You know, I, I really wanted to see you live. I said, let me tell you something. You have 46 fucking years to get out <laughs> yeah, of your yeah. house. You know, yeah. I've heard this shit for, on Facebook for 10 fucking years. Oh, I'll come I next time. That. I have a cold. Oh. Fuck you. Let us you had know 46 yeah. years to buy a goddamn <laughs> ticket you. to see me. Thank you. You yeah. missed it. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. Done. You ever promote something on Facebook? You're like, I'll be here, I'll be here, I'll be here, and then right after you get back, oh, like, why didn't I, I know you were there? there? I didn't know Let you were. Me, yeah. I swear Fucking to God, that's you. it. I'll kill everybody. I didn't know you were going to be there. Let me know yeah. your next. Let me know show. your next. You know, my next show is in France, drinking a cocktail. <laughs> uh, you know, on the Riviera, not in front of you watching me. I'm done. Good for you. But I'm writing my books. That's what yeah. I stopped for because I love. Yeah, I always say writer first on my taxes. I always have. I have a nice piece running up at CNN.com now about comedy. They wanted a companion piece to the history of comedy. And they said, I said, well, what do you want me to write about? And they said, write about what's going on. Like everyone, you know, saying horrible, horrible things to each other and then saying it was a joke. You know, what is that? So I wrote a really... It, called roasting. Yeah. Well, but it's like, like Roseanne. Oh, he's kidding. I didn't oh, know. Oh, I see. What you you're know, saying. all the tweets and everything or, you know, uh, after they shot up the newspaper in Charlottesville and him saying, well, it was just a joke saying we should shoot them. Yeah. No, it was so it's a nice piece and they've kept it up they're going to keep it up for the whole summer so oh, nice. good. if you go on cnn.com and just type in my name you can read it and I've never had reaction on a piece like this I wrote a nice piece for Time Magazine in May about the White House Correspondents Dinner because I had done that and they wanted it from the point of view of someone who because had because they it. didn't like Michelle well, they didn't like Michelle, but Time did we, not like me. We liked Michelle. Yeah, we loved yeah. Michelle. And they said, can you write what you thought that was from a point of view of someone who's been there? So I wrote a, just a great piece and certainly oh, on her great. side. So that's at time.com if you type my name in. And then it ran in the magazine as well. Do you so get, I've always been a writer. Now, do you get uh, do you get the, the trumpets? hating on you or trolling yeah on but you know I, I have a complete like after 46 years on the road yeah what do I care I just the minute I realize it's going I just mute 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 yeah. I don't look it doesn't bother me sometimes my husband's assistant will like to take up my Twitter and stuff first and he'll just erase everything before I ever see it so I don't <laughs> oh, even good. see it okay. Some I don't even see it see, so I, get, I don't even know it. I get yeah. so lost and I, it, it, it excites me so it. much oh, no. I don't I get so excited yeah. and I'm like oh this person doesn't even no, no, they're just poking a bear that wants to be poked. But don't you understand? They want, I mean, the worst thing you can so do is he. completely <laughs> ignore. Yeah, I, I might be the worst person of all time. I so ignore everybody. I, I, I just, yeah, he gets I, take, I ignore people who like me. If they take... <laughs> <laughs> 
if they How take dare the low, you? Yeah, if they take the low road, I take the lower road. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm very capable of that. And certainly on stage, it can come to that. No, and then stage, it's, it's been I'll earned. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I give people, I always gave people a lot of room to hang themselves first. I never went for it because I really always wanted it to be nice for everyone. You right. know, I wasn't there to fight and I don't need sure. to prove anything. I know I'm bad. Yeah. So, you know, I'd wait and wait. And then I would wait until the crowd was wishing that I would finally do it. And then I would do it and they'd be so happy. But if you do it right away, sometimes, you know, it gets awkward and weird. So, but yeah. on, on, I'm not on Twitter to validate some schmuck in his mother's basement in Tennessee. I don't give a right. shit. You know, that's not what it. I'm there for. <laughs> and and all they want is to is to do that, is to get yeah. seen by someone. Exactly. So I think get I get trolled. out of somebody. Exactly. I think I get trolled the least of anyone on Twitter because I have never answered they don't fight back. anyone. Good I've never you. answered. They have no idea if I ever saw it. And for the most part, I haven't seen it because it usually gets deleted from me before I wake up at noon. There was, <laughs> there was a, uh, oh, I love you. there was a trumpet this morning who uh, was commenting on this, this, one of the stories about uh, Donald Trump's star getting smashed up on the yes, Walk of Fame. Yeah. And so he posted this long, like three tweets long thing about how anyone who's happy about that lacks character and just going on and on. Wow, well, he knew the word character? Yeah, like I'm sitting there that's, reading, I'm just like, huh. That's pretty, you sure he was a Trumpster? Yeah, he was. I mean, wow. he had the American flag in his oh, name okay. and yeah, then I sure. clicked on his page to see and it was all just like, I support the president, I love America, liberals want to be Soviet Union or whatever. Oh. So I'm just like, all right, this guy's a fun one to poke. We are the Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah. I I I'm, I'm sorry, does Helsinki mean anything to you? <laughs> Hello. So then I just did what, what they've been doing, what the right has been doing with comedians and offensive tweets. So I just searched on Twitter at whatever the guy's name was, and then I just started typing in. I typed in uh, the N word, and then I typed in gay, and I typed in like things. And I'm like, what are some things he might have tweeted? And immediately they all just started popping <gasps> up. And it was like five years ago. He, he kept calling people. Speaking of character. Yeah. So I just started <laughs> screenshotting it. And I'm like, I agree with this guy 100%. It's all about having good character. By the <laughs> and way. And you screenshotted and it. And then I'm just posting all of it. That's uh, evil. The then what thing, happened? The next thing I know is his whole account just went mm-hmm. private. <laughs> he wasn't allowed, I wasn't allowed to interact with him. I wouldn't even know how to. You'd have that. to make. You'd have to be good enough to make them leave. Yeah. Because just giving them room to speak again is not. Yeah. It's yeah. not no, worth he, your time. He didn't want to it's respond. Just, yeah. He's a real estate agent, so I'm like, hey, if you're looking for a good bigot real estate, agent. <laughs> if you're looking agent, for a good gated community without any black people in it, <laughs> yeah. call me. This is the guy. You welcome is the everybody point? as the gate Except closes. You. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, I just. Oh, wife, that's amazing. To, I mean, I remember letting. Letterman used to say to us, don't fight the rabbits. The lions will get you. Oh. And it's that. You're looking down at a little bunny and a lion eats you from, you know, beyond you. You know, you're like, who has this much energy? I don't want to fight with anyone. I just, you know. True. Did you ever do Letterman? Did you go on there? 10,000 times. I would say he really (laughs) watch those things, but I believe Well, from years ago, why would you watch it? It was started in the 80s. But I think, I don't know who else did the Tonight Show with all three hosts. I did it with Johnny, Jay, Oh, so you did get on Johnny. I thought once. I mean, I got on a lot, but only once with him. Got it. Yeah. So Johnny, Jay, and and Jimmy. 
Wow. So, and, and Jay, of course, didn't put comics on at all. He uh, wants to be the last comic standing. That's but really Bill, true, huh? Oh, yeah. He wouldn't put anybody on, and he wouldn't put anybody really good on. And you have to look at this. The, t- the t- Tonight Show started, like, in the 50s yeah. with, you know, Steve Allen, I mean, and Jack Parr. And yeah. this, this was an amazing show. This show built stars. It was literally like what, you know, Twitter would be today or YouTube. True. You know? So Interesting. So it built huge stars. Yeah. Now, huge stars came out of those shows. You have... And actually, Bursky, who just walked back in, pointed this out to me. I mean, we knew what we think of Jay and what he did yeah. to com- comedy. But in 22 years of hosting The Tonight Show, he never broke a comedy star. Wow. Not once. Carson Not broke Rivers. Up. Carson broke a million people. Yeah. yeah. And Parr and, you know, everyone. But this guy and wanted to be. Letterman and Letterman broke me. Lot, I was on yeah. that show the first week it hit the air. Wow. And, you know, for this best friends for years years and I was on all the time a million times and I'm telling you this guy wouldn't put anyone on and the only reason I got it once it was at the point where I was doing politically incorrect when it was on CBS with Bill Maher 32 times I did that show I was on all the time and he looked at me he said why don't I see you on the tonight show I said that guy will not put on a comedian and he called Jay and humiliated him (laughs) into using me and I blew the roof off he used me once I'm telling you it's the best shot I ever had in my life anywhere and then every time we called you and oh the network didn't like her the network walked me (laughs) out to my car that night and couldn't leave us alone i was with my publicist we couldn't we had a reservation for dinner we couldn't get away from the network he was going oh my god my god you know he just didn't want anyone else to be they said you were too good so uh... (laughs) that wheels that was wheels Uh, jay wheels parisi leno that show, the late show, did did Jay break comics then, like he used to on the late show? Late show? Did Letterman break comics then? When, when he was no, they late. turned on comics after that. Yeah, it was but in the early days. Yeah, but in the early days. Anyway, yeah. did we mention the box set? And, <laughs> well, no, that's promote, <laughs> and now the book comes out later. The book or? we shouldn't talk about it because it's not. Okay. doesn't you know, it will come out within a year. But let's just let that one wait. I'll come back. And this is what's coming out now. The box set called Timeless. It's four great specials. Okay. And the the first one kind of blew open the gates for uh, girls to get uh, cable specials because uh, nobody would give us one. Yeah. So and it was, was on Showtime, good. your first. Finally. All of them? or All of them, finally. Wow. And um, yeah. And also there's a brand new CD in it, an hour material. So it's I fun. Love that. It's good. It's cheap. Awesome. And it's it's a nice. Uh, and they ju- what is it called? Is there it's a- called Timeless. Timeless. Yeah. Nice. And um, well, the the ones that are on it are uh, Party of One, Broadway Baby, Top Tomato, and Live Nude Girls. Nice, so, my yeah. favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's named Don't after him. Out. It was named in honor <laughs> of him. Just be a pervert. <laughs> it was it named, was after, named him. after him. Yeah. It was so, and oh, then the new the, the new CD is the Fifty Fifty Club. So it's good. It'll be. What's fun. the name of your book going to be, Bursky? What, what did we, did we come say up it's with? Supposed to I be? forgot. Darn it! What Damn did we say it. at the beginning I'm still of the thing? Here? I don't know. No, it was. Um, <laughs> oh, see, now we forgot. Oh gosh! But <laughs> uh, my my five specials. It's five hours of totally awesome, clean man. comedy. I mean, there's not. Wait a, a minute. Totally there's not clean? a fucker a shit in it. God. Nope. Damn you it. always clean. Always. What I really took fuck? it as a point of I'm pride. Kidding. No, no but I know. That's why Cosby. I mean, 
That got weird, but you know what I'm saying. That got weird, but <laughs> no, but no, he, he, I know. But I just thought, you know, I always considered myself he a writer, a uh, clean. I smart. just, I think I'm a, you know, I've always been a writer. First, I've written for, I've been, I've written for the New York Times and Men's. I wish Health I was a better writer, George. Ma- I mean, I've written for everything, and I. This is our tool, words. We have no, not, you're right. we don't have any other thing <laughs> but words. And if you're going to paint with three colors, you know, motherfucker, right. shit, and dick, then you got three colors. It's must be your, your Mondrian. And I always walk by his paintings. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, you want to be the guy no, who you're right. throws yeah. it all in the canvas, and it, it just never stops. You know, this is you have one tool, language. Don't you want to be Crayola with the stadium with and the, the sixty-four colors box and the, set or whatever? Yeah, it is? yeah, I just always take it as a point of pride to keep this the set totally clean. And it's not that it's not sexual, but you can get so much more you end up yeah, of course. by not having them on the defensive because of the language. You can really be filthy when you're not using fuck to get your your joke you're across absolutely right so i my stuff they would call me dirty and i'd go oh, i'm cursed you know right <laughs> All right, they, they call me dirt, like no, you're I, raising your hand are you having a an act out what's happening that, that was Bursky showing respect day, in our day the goal was to be on the tonight show tonight, right. Right. Sullivan or the, we didn't have cables cable. so you had to be you clean to get on television all that's all there was you know you couldn't say shit in Las Vegas yeah. you couldn't you know, it's you know, amazing you know, isn't it all those things you know Franklin Jai. oh here, I loved him he yeah. was here early Genius. on and he would say pussy and motherfucker on stage here and we were aghast. Like, that was the whoa. one thing about the show, the dying show. They, yeah. It's all fucking pussy. And I went, nobody talk like that. Nope. Don't they have any advisors from the time? Don't they have anyone yeah. telling them how it was? Nobody talked like that because there was only national television. And you yeah. never would have gotten on it. And you never would have made a living. Yeah. So I just kept it up even though things change because to me it's an art. Yeah. And I think writing is beautiful. And you know, True. I, I like to see how much I curse. can. That was different. He, he was a, yeah. As I said in the article, the CNN.com article, this doesn't apply to geniuses living or dead. Okay. And, you know, so Carlin and Pryor. Carlin, and yeah, People Carlin. like that. They, But here's the difference. It was part of the of, joke. It was absolutely. part of the story. It wasn't a punchline. Now line. it's fucking punctuation, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's so lazy and sloppy, and it's just put in instead of uh or um. It's constant, and, and there's so much now that without saying your ass or you know fuck or motherfucker at the end the joke would never have yeah. anything I wanted to do a special where I took like all these specials and said okay well, my specials are 60 solid minutes of language jokes okay here's I'm going to take all these specials I'm going to cut out the cursing and see how long the specials are <laughs> okay this one's 12 minutes this one's 14 minutes <laughs> this one's 8 minutes you know it's all filler and I find it's an unfair advantage to you know having your you don't have to do the work we do you're absolutely right my mom would say if you take the F word out of this, it'll be six minutes long. Everything we watched yeah. because she hated that it was. But she's right. Yeah. And what? It's just sloppy and lazy. You're I, right. I remember watching uh, Chappelle show on Comedy Central, and mm-hmm. like it was con- like constant beeping. To where I was just like, man, they put a lot of cursing into this, knowing they'd have to beep it out. And then someone gave me the DVD uh, once the show stopped, and I remember going back to watch one of the skits, and I'm like, there was way more beeping and then it occurred to me we watched it on comedy central one night with all the beeping and then we got out the dvd and put it in and at some point they were just 
they were just beeping words that don't need to be beeped. But his specials oh. yeah. are—he doesn't do that. It's just language and genius. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, Spelled and even right. if he does, you know, everyone's environment is different. Pryor came out of an environment at that time that hadn't really been uh, exploited Explo- for comedy, yeah. and it was his truth and his reality. And I think the tragedy of what he left behind was that everyone who loves him that isn't bothering to think to the next step thinks that's like being like Richard Pryor. No, right. saying motherfucker for no reason is not being Richard Pryor. If you look at the heart and soul and genius of his creation, True. you know, if you buy that first comedy, you know, the Mudbone album. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh my God, it's the most genius thing ever done. Never, I can I never laugh so hard in my life at, at the Mudbone album. And I'm telling you, they picked up the wrong thing from it. You know, it's not about yeah. the cursing. It's about the, the reality and the truth and the vulnerability and, you know, life. I mean, the he story was, was, that was it, yeah. you know, and even Lenny Bruce, who they say was dirty, he he was pretty clean if you listen to him. They'd have to beep anything right now. And it was clean, but he, you know, attacked religion and government. So he was a right. right. You Can't know, do that then. Yeah. I mean, you, but you get away with so much more when it's not just that. And I'm telling you, just, I don't mean to sound like, you know, get off my lawn, you kids, but there's an awful lot <laughs> get of Get off my fucking who, lawn. Get off my, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's a lot of comics who, it's just, there's no, no right. punchlines. It's just a, a word. And then they go on. I go, well, without that word, it doesn't even end the joke, you well, know? Richard Pryor's first album is Dub Re- on Dub Records, where he's dressed like the Veda. Yeah. The Was that that news crazy? Not one, what? There's Was not it? one shit, fuck, nothing. It's all... It could be on Murphy Griffin tomorrow. Yeah. Or, or, not know, tomorrow, or but yeah. Yeah, probably not tomorrow. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres tomorrow. Thank you. I'm just I mean, you got to up. Modern Murph. Jokes. Modern Murph. Modern Murph. <laughs> I'm retired. Well, are you retired as well? <laughs> I'm, I'm not retired. I'm no. writing. No, but I'm writing. just not You're doing stand-up. Doing stand-up. I got to go. Yeah. Okay, right, we all got to go. <laughs> all right. Stevens are adopting a baby. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> Don't, yeah. You have to check out the box set. So it's the box set. It's called it's Elaine Timeless. Boozler Timeless. It comes out August 31st on uh, Comedy Dynamics, and you'll find it everywhere. You don't have to buy the whole box set. You could buy the whole box set, but you could just download whichever special you want. If you just want the new CD, whatever. It's all over the place streaming. You can buy pieces of it, whatever you want to do. I love it. Knock Thank you so out. much for Thank being you here. You're and you. Thank and you. And Alan Bursky for correcting everything. <laughs> everything. I appreciate you. Thank the you. fact checker with you. <laughs> Where do I get so, to come by myself? Honey, uh, the whole show scene, was you. Uh, See you guys. All right, <laughs> you were the whole so, show. <laughs> you were the whole we show. We love you, Alan. Um, Alan so Bursky, please look up Elaine Booster. She's phenomenal. Check her stuff out. Buy the Timeless. Um, thank you so much you for listening. Thanks. Oh, and Fallon, yes. In September. Fallon in September. Fallon in September. Fallon in September. Is it on YouTube? The one you just actually the fa- last Fallon I did is on the the homepage of my uh, ElaineBoozler dot com. There you go. Yeah. So uh, it was right great. It's she a fun killed set. it. I remember watching. It was it. a lot of fun. Um, anyway, okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, thank you. guys. Comedy thank Store you. podcast. Check uh, it out. Rate us. Yes, subscribe and rate us, and come to the Comedy Store and keep supporting live comedy. Thank yep. you guys. Yay, live comedy. Thanks, guys.